we good? Yeah. We're good. We're, we are back. Hello there, you cheeky little monkeys, and welcome to episode five. Five, everyone, five. five. Whippets and flat caps, here we go. And in the words of Keith Vaz, let's get this party started. The Posh Boy is back. Just call me the podcast saviour. Matt Flanagan, Johnny Wilkins here in the basement with me. It was very cute, guys, very cute. Uh, you had a go while I was at the Winter Olympics, and I guess just like the Winter Olympics, it's the taking part that counts. Have you missed me, you simpletons? I've been quite impressed with the amount of comments we've had on social media about it's better without the posh boy, so I'm, it's another chance that for was, you to shine, I think. That was John's great aunt, Susan. <laughs> it was, it was all family members. It really <laughs> well, was. like you, that's the bottom line. No, no I think everybody really. likes you, Will, and we're all happy no, that you're not. back. Well, I'm so happy to see you guys. Um, what's been happening then when I've been in South Korea? Saints unbeaten. Uh, even you even scored a try, John. <laughs> it's it's actually yeah, it's come with a great shock at uh, how many people have approached me and cannot believe that I scored a try. How, like, many, how many tries have you scored in your whole life now? Um, I think ninety six. Pathetic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also no. while I've been away. It wasn't a great try. No, it was a terrible try. Yeah. It's all there to everyone to see. I think Elise Christie's had more disqualifications than Mark has had appearances for Salford since we've played. <laughs> but your team is off the mark, Mark. Uh, yeah. With uh, a win. We won, yeah. Yeah. At least she actually competed though. She crashed whilst <laughs> she crashed whilst competing. I mean we all feel Did sorry she, for who her. got trolled the most? Not that we in, in you know not that we say that encourage the trolling. It does. I've not been trolled. Salford fans trolling you on the... It'd be a good idea for them to start. (laughs) Now is your chance. What's your Twitter? Um, Boring, at Boring Matt Flanagan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So don't forget to download the podcast from iTunes, Podbean or your podcast provider and leave a review as well. Not a review like that guy you just mentioned who said, oh, look at it, it's great without Will Perry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pathetic. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget to follow us as well. Twitter, at WhippetsRL. So we got the band back together. Class of 09. That's how it is. <laughs> that was weird. It feels good, isn't it? It, does, it feels together. nice. It's nice to look at you directly into the, isn't it? Into the eyes, the eyes longingly. Soulless man. And you look like you've caught the sun. Like is that is that caught the snow. is that what I'd say broadcasting chemically enhanced caught, skin tone colour? Purely UV through a snow based product. Is it genuine? Or have you, have you faked it? Yeah, you might have done. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> um, so you, listen, you you tried your best. While I was away, which is the main, which is not, well, it's one of the one of the oh. things. It's not the main thing. You had Johnny Bairstow on, James Graham, Jamie Peacock. But on episode five, I've dug really deep through my contacts book, and we're going to speak to Sharon Stone yes. later tonight, um, who's a huge Witness fan. So we'll speak to Sharon later. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because uh, it's if uh, it's not happening. A little bit of me, <laughs> like these things where you toss something in. There's a little bit of me. I went straight to Basic Instinct in my mind. Is in... what about Basic Instinct Two with Stan Collymore in the first scene? <laughs> He's not in the first scene. <laughs> anyway, so Sharon Stone. Um, the Winter Olympics. We'll get this out of the way quickly. But do, how, what was it like back here? Do you watch any of it? I watched watch your old pal. Yeah, yeah. I kept tuning in to, to see you. You seem to be doing the biathlon and other obscure events. You didn't seem to get many of the well prime time. That's almost Winter Olympics race because uh, the biathlon for me is the ultimate it winter is, Olympic yeah. sport. Genuinely, I mm. am a converted biathlete. It's, it is How so? What, astonishing. What's, what's so great? Well, so this is, this is serious now. Yeah. Mm. Some people might say, why so serious? But the idea of skiing around a cross-country track, freezing conditions, minus 22 it was at times, you're going around, uh, absolutely belting it out, trying to beat people around a, uh, a cross-country track, and then you come into the range. It's actually a life breath. skill, that, for them, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Honestly, it's an unbelievable sport. You have to hold your breath for every shot that you take, five shots. And if you miss a shot, if you miss a target, and we're talking a, a target the size of a golf ball from 50 metres away, if you miss one target, you do either, depending on the discipline, you do a penalty loop, which is another 150 metres, or you get a minute added to your time. So if you miss two targets, you, your race is over. And sometimes you come in for three, four shoots. It's unbelievable. The French have a guy called Martin Fourcard, which in English is Martin Fourcard. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he, he's like Mr. Biathlon, and he's, he's unbelievable. He's, he won three gold Mr. medals Biathlon. out there. Yeah, yeah you can it. imagine that. Some of the winter sports, I think for me, are that far removed from my daily life that, you know, I, I can't even imagine, you know, Going down face first on a skeleton, or or going on, down feet first with feet, another man sat on top of you. Yeah, well, I can't imagine doing that. Men's but doubles loop. I can imagine in Scandinavia, these are life skills. You know, being able to ski and shoot and 
it's probably survival skills. So I agree with you. Well, I think it's honestly it's pretty it's, cool. It's, uh, it's eye opening. Well, the last time I was there in Sochi, I was doing covering all the skiing and the snowboarding, all the freestyle stuff. This time was with the more traditional Winter Olympic sports, the ski jumping, Nordic combined, biathlon, and cross country. It's it's an unbelievable couple of weeks. But yeah. um, obviously, it's still a minority sport over here. I've got one one little story for you. Nearly missed my flight on the way home. But you made it. You are here. You what made happened? I've got the yeah, sniffles, the South Korea sniffles. I'm sorry about that. As we sit, we'll sit. You didn't get the norovirus, though, did you? I didn't. And I was probably one of the only people who didn't get it. Mm. That was the kind of the big. Oh, look. So, how did you nearly miss the flight, Will? What's the detail so, behind the uh, flight? Last night, and uh, everyone's letting the hair down a little bit if we had any hair. <laughs> let it down. And. Basically, I was supposed to be picked up at 5.45 from the... AM or PM? AM, always the same. And they came sort of, well, I'd I'd thought, this is a good idea, I'm going to have a 45-minute sleep. Might have had a few drinks before. We've all had a drink. And I woke up at 6.15 with people bashing down on the door from the hotel. It was literally like I was being held at gunpoint to get out of the hotel because I I was half an hour late for the bus. The bus had gone. So I had to pack my bag, which stupidly I hadn't done before, and got to the airport and managed to get someone to drive me to the airport. Very late. My suitcase then exploded. True story. Exploded? Exploded. Well, there? there was no explosives in there. Uh, it just popped you up. You can't take them on the, on the flight, can you? Yeah, that's one of the questions liquid, they creams, you. or explosives. It, pop, <laughs> it popped up. <laughs> just more than popped up. The, like, zip, the zip popped. Yeah. Exploded. Like, <laughs> All over. I don't think a zip. Explodes. Just a static, <laughs> inanimate object day, like that, a zip can explode. That fateful day, it, did. it was one of my darkest hours. <laughs> Not the darkest You've hour, like Winston Churchill. We'll talk about that. Do later. you know what, though? When you're late for training or you're late for anything, it's amazing how quickly you can organise yourself. Yeah. So the process of leaving that hotel room or leaving your, your, your bedroom in the morning to go training, it may well take you 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, if you fake tan like you will, an hour and a half. I didn't have time to Hair dry your hair. Yeah. Well... Yeah. We've got mm, dry, yeah. yeah, we've both got hair to dry. But, a bit, but when you are late, you can do all of that in four or five minutes. You'd be out the door in yeah. ten, you know, ten minutes. The problem was I couldn't see because I wasn't, I wasn't hungover. I was still drunk, so uh, <laughs> see, that was one. Of, all. That was one of the issues. But anyway, long story short, got there and was in business class. So that was all right. And everyone else was down the back, so great <laughs> straight for fourteen hours. So I just made a big point of putting my. Bed flat and uh, <laughs> watch a couple of films. And that's a great way to engage no, with the working class people of the north who are listening. I'm joking. Will Perry I'm joking. spending I did, uh, your money? Bring back a couple of things from South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this, well, one thing from South Korea. The one other thing didn't come from South Korea. I want to say, let me just. Uh, he's actually got yeah. something here. He's yeah, gone. Listen. He's gone to his uh, leather mulberry satchel. Yep. That's plaid. That's not real. It's. it's uh, I think you find it is. No, Smell it. I'm not having it. So the first thing is a tape measure. I thought we'd just make a little feature of um, before we actually talk about rugby league. <laughs> this is this is going to get weird. <laughs> uh, I have wiped it down; it's clean. But I thought every <laughs> week we would start to measure your ball patch, Mark. <laughs> so I thought starting, starting. Stand I know it's episode five, yeah. and you know Stand we've got what now. have we got here? We got two meters. <laughs> it's so. a big head. It's a, it's a big head. Do, okay, well, let me just come over just quickly. Just, uh, yeah. I think what the circumference. No. We are. Measuring the width across Mark's bald spot Let's just take a from that, left. The diameter. The diameter yeah. from left to right here. F- without knowing, it looks to be oh, between sorry. six to eight no, inches. I, I thought you've got out on the tape there. It's a very familiar uh, length. Oh, okay, so that length? that genuinely is a uh, diameter circumference of eight centimeters. Mm. Same size as Will's cock. And <laughs> it is actually and six centimeter width. That's genuine. That's, that's genuine. That's fact. So if, you just, if we can write that down. Yeah, we'll keep track that's of that. Week five. And um, so I thought I did actually get you something. So to cover it up, and this is serious, like when you're around Manchester <laughs> or wherever, <laughs> wherever you can got be in a hat. different city. It doesn't have to be Manchester. I got you a mask. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought this I in was, South Korea. I was supreme selling, leader. Selling like hotcakes. This is a Kim Jun Ung mask. Um, he's got great hair, hasn't and, he? But what's so great about this mask, he has got great hair, and what's so great about this mask is it's a 360-degree mask. So you could put this on, and no one is ever, ever going to tell that you're bald. That's good. So if you could put that you on, we'll obviously the, tweet that out, yeah, at the rest of the Whippets show, RL, for a little picture of Mark wearing the Supreme Leader's <clears throat> mask. Thank you, Alan, that's for keeps. And that is for keeps. Right, let's talk rugby league. I don't know how many minutes we're in, We've been talking nonsense as per usual. What's what's been floating your boat, Mr. Wilkin? 
Well, look, we talk about, you know, what home life. So St. Helens, for, you know, a great, great start to the, the year for us. There's been um, ups and downs uh, whilst you've been away. We we had a, a good win at Catalan away, but we struggled. Huddersfield, again, um, a, a tricky game for us, but we, we, we managed to, to get the win. So we, we've started great. Which you didn't do last season, did you? No, no, we had a shocker last year at the start and we really only started to get going probably eight to ten rounds in. And it's too late by then. Teams smell blood, and, and and I think they come after you. We we have started well this year, and defensively we've had some some real steel about what we've done. Um, away from that, I think Warrington might have just got going. You know, might have just shown green shoots of, of getting going with a with a win over Wigan. Um, I think that that's people are just the jury's out to see if this might be turn a turnaround for them and witness for me. Maybe the story of of Super League so far is. They've they've come up with some cracking performances and, and took some big scalps. I know we talked about it before with Justin Holbrook, but this is officially his first full season in charge, which is clearly starting to pay off, isn't it? Just having that having that off season to get you guys organised, I guess, has, has made it. Difficult. Yeah, well, if you think coming in halfway through and trying to change things is quite difficult, so I think it, you know you have to be patient. And I think a, a full off season and pre season for Justin was exactly what he needed to implement some thoughts and feelings and strategies around the game. And and he's done that, and we've executed them pretty well. Look, there's loads of improvement in what we're doing. And at round three, like I, I don't want to be that team that are making all the noises like they've, you know, like they've won the competition. But we've started well. We've done what we needed to do, and we're happy with where we sit we've got a tough game coming up uh, this week against that's banned by the way that phrase tough game we've got a, t- Ooh, we've got a tough game it's a very tough, tough game. game yeah, yeah what does that mean like, just, yeah. what does that what mean does we're mean? playing what Salford who've had an indifferent sort of start but just seem to be gathering a bit of momentum so that in that respect it might be more of a challenge probably than... because of a, one particular absentee well but, um, yeah yeah no but that's that, no, no, no more of that nonsense so it's, oh, it's a tough game Mm, tough okay. game doesn't mean anything does we'll it? change no it's, no, game, it's, it's, it's one of sports it's a game but we're uh, looking it's, forward to it it's one of yeah and Pathetic. yeah we'll just take this week one week at a time we're, yeah yeah yeah. With sports well, nonsense <laughs> sports we're nonsense actually, or, you know, we, we're, we're actually taking the, the Michael there with how many we can say piss I think we can say piss can't we of course we can uh, piss piss cock piss part did <laughs> 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 you say that you just yeah yeah and um, but actually we, we are joking putting those cliches in but Mark talks with those cliches without even meaning to. yeah well I think what you do is when you you lack in in intelligence and depth of knowledge what you do is fill it with statements so rugby league interviews predominantly are filled with statements of jargon yeah. aren't they 99% of the interviews you hear yeah they are it's sad isn't it so one, you know Eddie Hearn said about characters didn't he well look media training's got a lot to answer for he's making people feel that they have to answer a certain way answer a question how the bloody hell you want just do it yeah. and say what you want and still be scared about offending people and, and, and creating like yeah creating um, drama because I think we should be all allowed to speak our minds without feeling ridiculous for doing so having opinions for me is great for young rugby players as well having opinions and being able to articulate them is, is actually so important is, is the culture of rugby league conducive to lads having an opinion if it's different from from what the status quo is it's, yeah, nah. for instance, you, you're quite outspoken yeah. in, in many facets of the game. But the Liam Gallagher of, of rugby. Yeah. Oh, that's, of I'm not happy with that. Well, yeah, he's sulky, isn't he? He's, yeah. cool. he's like the less talented, noisy brother. Well, he's still rich. My sister's really not talented, so I, I'm, I'm null. <laughs> um, by the way. But, but, but on, the, on that point, you, you're quite outspoken. And a lot of the times, it doesn't go down too well, does it? No, well, I just think people expect you to, to straight back everything. And. In life, if you go around just straight batting everything, you, you don't even know who you are. Like, how the hell do you know who you are unless you formulate your own opinions? And in the modern world, like, how people formulate their opinions now is mad to me. Like, you pick your trend or your style off Instagram or Twitter. You Your opinions are based on what you hear in the radio. What, is, is there any genuine, innovative <laughs> thoughts or feelings or opinions in rugby league? Mark just said fake news as he stroked Kim Jong-un's face. He did. Which is, which is weird and, and ironic <laughs> at the same time. Um, by the way, on that subject, someone did tweet in. I can't remember who it was because they I haven't got it in front of me. 
but someone did tweet in uh, Whippets and Flat Caps is actually making me like John Wilkin hmm. but you are yeah, but a hated man I know yeah, but, yeah but the reason yeah. the reason I'm hated is probably because of that is I have opinions I'm, I'm feisty competitive do you like being hated no, I don't like it at all but it's it's a necessary Joker. evil isn't it yeah. Batman Batman needs the Joker everybody needs a villain <laughs> we're, we're glorified entertainers so for every game there's a hero and a villain like I'm I'm, I'm really not I see, I, concerned I think, I think you just yeah don't, don't, not, it doesn't bother me it doesn't fa- phase you mm. because I think you actually I think you go out of your way to be hated and then go out your way to say you're not hated so you don't mind <laughs> right I'll, I'll, I'm going to think about what you've said yeah. digest it got inside your mind didn't it? and then I got uh, inside your mind I'm just going to unscramble another, my mind another thing Mark do you think on the subject of Eddie Hearn which John just mentioned do you think someone might have had a coffee with Eddie Hearn by the name of Ralph Rimmer apparently so yes and, and maybe listened to episode one of Whippets of Flacco I think they did listen to episode one um, they met in London on on Monday, and apparently um, Eddie was a bit of a sound a soundboard for for Ralph Rimmer and, and some ideas, and they, they chatted uh, marketing the game and, and and different different facets of it. So it'd be interesting to see how how that meeting went and if there is to be any any more input from Eddie Hearn. I just can't see how Eddie Hearn would fit into the game. The more I've thought about it over the last three or four weeks. Hold on a sec, you were the one... No, I think it, I, I want, I, I would love I'd embrace him coming into the game. I'm just trying to think how the game would accept him. So for all the clubs, it's really difficult to get anything through because the clubs all have different opinions. Everybody pulls in different directions. Uh, the RFL's not in turmoil, but there's a real change going on there. So for Eddie Hearn now to come in and take control of rugby league, like I just can't see how the clubs or well, would relinquish any control. If I was Eddie Hearn or I was the RFL, what I'd do is say to Eddie Hearn, just sell out the Challenge Cup final and the Grand Final and make those two the best rugby league events that we've ever had, and that's it. Yeah. That's not, not try and get involved at Wakefield and Salford away. Not trying to get involved in 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 those lower grade games like Salford and yeah. whoever. <laughs> do something in London. There you go. Twice, do, something, do something at Wembley in London. No, yeah. Just I think that should be a focus. If he wants yeah, to get involved, it, it, come on. Via one-off events might be good. Magic yeah. weekend, for instance, or yeah. an international match. Giving him something like that. But I think having access to the full game, I don't think it works. Because rugby league is far too big as a sport, and in this country, for him to kind of take ownership like he's done in, in other, other sports so do you think Ralph Rimmer then is the kind of guy that can can be innovative can be a pioneer in terms of all the things that Eddie was saying do you think rugby league fans will embrace him and, and actually because he's taking it forward I, I know Ralph personally through a few sort of dealings with him over the years yeah I find him I find him personable. I find him more approachable, maybe more engaging than, than other of, people. Yeah, getting back to you when you've texted him and asked him to come on a podcast. Yeah, we're just waiting for Ralph now. Yeah, so um, he's no, no, he's not. He's been in the coffee shop a few times as well. Yeah, yeah, no, Ralph. I think Ralph, Ralph's good. I'd be interested. I would have loved to hear the conversation he had with Eddie Hearn. Just, you know, just, just to. I th- I'm, I'm interested to, to how that conversation went. Whether it was Ralph, as in a rugby league style, asking for loads off somebody <laughs> for not very much in yeah. return, yeah. and and just trying to pill for sort of ideas, or whether it was like, look, mate, we we need some help here. We've got our two biggest games. With the Eddie Hearn talked about attracting casual fans. Now, for me, you're not going to attract casual fans to a random sort of regional derby game that's not really relevant to anybody. But to Wembley or to Old Trafford, to the big game of the year, I think you'll attract more casual fans. So for me, the priority for the game is really has to be making those two events that great that insane that people want to be there you know get a, a huge band on make a loss maybe at the event yeah. but make them that good that banging that you, you've got to be there so you know him is, is he a forward thinker like that Ralph Rimmer I don't know he's, he's got a lot of experience and I, I don't know I've not worked with the guy I just, it's hard to say isn't it because it, you know I think it needs somebody with with real drive and determination I'm glad that there was a public photo of him with Eddie Hearn this yeah. week I thought that sent a bit of a message didn't it it's yeah. like look even if the clubs were twitchy about Eddie Hearn getting involved then the fact that Ralph and him have sat down and had a coffee actually and he's put that out there publicly is you know that that for me is, is a huge step forward well, is it not a case of you know we've always had the same people in the same roles and then we're always going to get the same results is it not a case of bringing someone in from the outside who, who is who can see how rugby league is perceived from the outside world, and how it can can mm. see it, it to be grown 
to those casual fans because they're from that that background rather yeah. than a rugby league person who's just been in the game throughout the career to do the same things that we've always done. Yeah, and it's a bit like Frank Underwood and House of Cards. You know, there's loads of little deals. You know, loads of little bits of politics in the background, and yeah. you just don't know what. Not mention him anymore, I, but no, probably not. Yeah, Kevin's. Was, it's the second time you mentioned I House of Cards in five episodes. I really like House of Cards. But I, I actually don't. I don't think that it's got much legs. The Eddie Hearn Association, just be, just purely for the fact that he's got so much on with the darts, um, the snooker, and the boxing. Like he, he'd be making hundreds of thousands maybe millions on on boxing events yeah, but hold on this is his. This is what we said to him not we, we want to repeat everything from the first episode but we said to him this is your time so who knows someone else could come in could invest could contractually tie something up that then Eddie Hearn wouldn't be required in their eyes you know the short, the, this is this is someone like Ralph Rimmer in the RFL actually and like you say the fact that he went to meet him and had a picture with him actually crying out for, for a little bit of direction mm. I think so yeah Which, what, well, I'd say well? Eddie Eddie, please just sell out the Challenge Cup final and the grand final for me and make sure that loads of people watch on telly. That would be nice. Thanks. You can get John a gig on the BBC. No, yeah. That'd be good as well. Yeah. Well, Another one. we're right. all on the BBC there, gravy enough. train, aren't we, Will? Used to be. Um, I'm not sure. No, I don't. So, Mark, first win. I yeah. mean, can we talk about why you're not playing or do you want to talk about that? No, it's fine. Um, I was supposed to play against Wigan in the f- first game of the season. I was unfortunately poorly on, on game day and... Ooh. The lads that the, <laughs> the lads in my position did pretty well. What was wrong with you? I had a bug, stomach bug. Oh, stomach bug. Oh, stomach bug. Can you not play with a stomach bug, no? No, I was yeah. throwing up and <laughs> eating in twenty. You ever play with a stomach bug, John? Yeah, for you. But John's tough. So, I mean, no, that's a genuine question. You can't yeah, play well, with a stomach no, bug. Just, the boys did really well. No, I go to work with a stomach bug. Yeah, the boys did really well, and um, Ian Watson's staying with the same team, and that's what happens. Is but you're in and out. During the season, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm hopeful I'll be back in pretty soon. So you're not playing because of a stomach bug. That was a for people who don't know. Like basically, you have a, you know, a full maybe a pre-season or you, you're preparing to play, um, and you can do all that you can control. And sometimes things like a, an illness or an injury can just change the course of your season. And you can do all that you can do, but often I find frust- it's frustrating when things that you can't control. You know, intercepts your career and maybe that illness. Yeah, it was. Flashes it was frustrating. It was, it was a little thing, and somebody else got an opportunity at my expense, and they took it, and that's 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 what happens. Obviously, John and I know that, but you know, you, you're probably not as experienced as as we are. Well, it does. Now it's the same for Will because look, as 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 Mark Chapman gets promoted up and up and up, and he's <laughs> presenting presenting everything. Will's <laughs> you know not on the slide, but. You know, we're trying Sideways to argue walk, why the biathlon's a big deal for Will. Sideways you know? step, this is sideways. 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 That's never a good thing. Sideways. <laughs> sideways. The sideways is the one before you go down. You're not going to go down if you keep going sideways. No, but so you, we go sideways once or twice. Then you go. Right? That's never good. Pac-Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but so now, I'm, and I'm not trying to peck your head, but that, that must be in your mind. You must be going to training like, oh, look at me. I'm quicker than anyone else. You must be. How are you trying to get back? How are you going to get back in the team? You just do what you've always done. I've always been quite good on the training field and always been pretty professional, and you've got to keep doing that. And I'm, I've I'd say you're more than pretty professional. I mean, I've, like I said, I've played for what sixteen years. I don't know if I've played with many more professional people than Flash, and that's not, you know, I'd, I'd say maybe it'd be in the top five players who've attention to detail about the profession of, you know, being a full-time rugby player is there. I'd say Flash is in that easily. Well, well I'm not massively. Uh, big or fast or strong or I'm reasonably talented but I've I've got to where I've got on just hard work and attitude really because growing up I was never the best player in my team and um, I think you can go a long way in life by just working your balls off and that's always seen me do okay in, in the professional game and I just go back to basics and, and do the, the same the, the, I went to the, w- the Wigan game I came to the Wigan game that was actually the night I actually flew to South Korea about five hours yeah yeah I'll talk talk about it later but I I flew the next morning so I was you know showing my sort of Mm -hmm. commitment as a a friend to Mark turn up he didn't tell me that he had a stomach bug so he just sort of yeah I did well it was too late I was already there but um, I wouldn't have come and no I would have done actually because it's like rugby league Anyway, <laughs> backtracking. Love rugby league, business class, business class flyer doesn't like rugby league. I do love rugby league. I do, I do love rugby league. Rugby athlon. No, I do love rugby league. However, the, my point was, what do we have for lunch? What do we? Have? No, <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. No. Uh, yeah, no, that tough, night, tough that, start for Flash. Yeah, no, that night. Start. I mean, it, you, you guys just—you seem to just implode. 
I think we we I didn't I wasn't at the game, but from from what I've heard yeah. and from the footage I've seen, we we started well against Wigan and um, were pretty poor in the second half. Against Wakefield the week afterwards, um, we outscored them three tries to two. Uh, Wakefield's a t- tough place to go and get a result. And banned, remember, banned, banned phrase. But carry on. Is it, it John? Will admit that it's probably one of the tougher grounds. To Statistically go to go harder to beat Wakefield at home there than that's nicer than away. Yeah. Than away. Or the other way around. But you've but obviously this this win could could change could change a lot of things. Couldn't yes, it? well we, uh, we played really well against Hull KR. Um, we played a pretty simple game plan. We completed yeah. high, and I don't, I don't think they played particularly well. I think they they really miss not having Danny Maguire in the side, who's their big signing from Leeds, and he's a he's a real linchpin. In, in their 17 and they weren't really at the races we played well and, and, and got a got a really good result so we've we've improved steadily on it on each week and, and we'll need to be better this week against um, the mighty John Wilkin and St Helens what is a linchpin yeah what's linchpin a linchpin is no exactly pin. you don't know what it is do you, you why are you know. just saying things that you just, you know another, it goes back to what we just talked well, about doesn't it you knew what you were getting before I started on the show I'm, I like a cliche yeah. what is a linchpin John a linchpin? Um, it's a pin that connects two things <laughs> Yeah, and without it, the two things do not connect. Work. It's actually a crucial piece of machinery. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, is Mark, maybe Mark is missing his linchpin. Is it in a key? It's from a grenade. It's from a grenade. It's from a grenade. Let's grenade. That was a grenade, wasn't it? Of how stupid everyone is on this podcast. <laughs> Correct. Uh, wh- why don't we talk about your try then, John? Yeah, but there was not a lot to talk about. I'll give you um, a ten-second commentary if the commentary was. It's Wilkin passes to Kyle Amor. Kyle Amor passes to Wilkin and he falls over the line from two <laughs> metres out. Um, it was unspectacular. The celebration afterwards was a little bit embarrassing because I kissed the ball and threw it. Oh. Now, that's not like me. That's, that's not like me. I like to just turn around. But the re- the reason I did Show it is because you hadn't scored in such a long time. The fans hate him and he's yeah. trying to get him back on space. No, I, d- I didn't. Uh, I've not scored in score last year, which is the first time ever. The whole did you do a nudie run? Uh, I didn't because nobody wants to see that no nude. my nude run was curtailed because and this is obviously people know in rugby league if you don't score a try there's an expectation that you will run around uh, somewhere nude and the lads will all be there cheering you on and whatever um, what do you mean if you don't as, score a try well if you don't score a try during the season oh, right, okay. yeah so you have to then take your clothes off and game. do a nude run I was going to say I'd be naked every week so obviously I you know, I've just got to the end of the year and haven't scored. I've been in this situation. You know, I'd never been in that situation before. I got asked to take my clothes off. It was near a train station, but around the back. Did you have a body like a, a melted um, candle? Yes, I did, as you know. Yeah. Uh, as I set off, um, a group of <laughs> a school trip uh, was trip. just school trip. A school trip. A school trip. A school trip just came around the corner. Unfortunately, uh, saw them, ducked behind a car, and put my jeans back on because <laughs> that could have been a different story <laughs> altogether. Josh, Josh Terry actually got arrested, didn't he, a few years ago? He dressed as He-Man. Yeah. What is it? What does it feel like, though? Actually, I know it sounds like a stupid question, but what? Try and actually, what does it feel like scoring a try? Do you care at all? Do, do, yeah. Would you prefer a big hit on someone that you kind of really don't? Well, like? Have you ever done a big hit, John? Yeah, I've done a few, mate. I um. No, look, I I think a try is, I'd say yeah, it's obviously better than a big hit. I'd say a big hit is is point five of a try, a really okay. good big tackle. That's half to people. Yeah, I think I think a big hit is more of an ego boost. It's like nah. you, you, it's like a challenge between you and the guy. So but this is why we're entertainers because the two the two things that get the biggest reaction from a crowd are scoring a try a and hit. a bit of biff or a big hit. So that's essentially why they're the favourite things to do, isn't it? You punch somebody, there's a big response. You hit somebody hard, there's a big response. And if you score a try, there's a big response. In my experience, scoring a try, a great try, gets a bigger response than and, than biffing someone. The one, the one on the subject of big hits, I did see one while I was in South Korea on Twitter. Tony Club, yeah, that was a big hit. Yeah, it's, it's, it was you a know, minor that knocking about. Yeah, so there's um, a deck pattern that the Warrington player obviously went to kick the ball. Tony Club, who's he's somewhat of an enforcer for Sean Wayne. He's like he's one of his henchmen. Like he'll just <laughs> go out and you know Sean Wayne will point and shoot, and Tony Club goes and does it. He, you know, he obviously went out to to try and put pressure on the Warrington kicking game, and he did. And deck pattern. <laughs> Didn't really know what what had happened, but it yeah, it's entertaining. Isn't this the Tony Club who who probably plays with a little bit more than a stomachache as well? He, I think he had a kidney taken out and, and played. And kept on playing. Play. What well, he, he had his kidney taken out mid game and then carried not mid game, just before you know, a few months before. Few and then was back playing. I mean, that would end that would end a lot of people's careers, wouldn't it? Having mm. a kidney out. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Huh? Would one person? You're looking at, you're looking at Mike like I'm being too harsh on him. No, <laughs> I don't think we are. I think news. <laughs> I think we are. Uh, Zach Cardacre. Mm. We thought. I feel like I'm just repeating a whole lot of things from the first episode. But they yeah. have. It's a long time since you've been here, Will. Lots happened. These stories have evolved, haven't they? They yeah. have yet. Yeah. No, have. without doubt. Yeah. Zach Cardacre, gone. Isn't yep. he from Cass? Yeah. Talk of Wigan signing him. Yeah, well, he's just he's been released because Cass knows he's going to get banned or there's going to be something go on but there's talk it, of his sentence being reduced that's why we're going to yeah, yeah, but that he'll be back yeah. for this somewhere in this season which yeah. I find quite hard to believe if he's I don't know. Yeah, we don't know the details of the case, no. and we shouldn't really comment on it. But what you can say is, if he does get this revoked, Tony Gijo, French player, has just had his ban pretty much reduced to to not very much. It yeah. sets a, a worrying precedent for people who choose to cheat in sport. My my big thing about drugs in sport and in rugby league is social drugs are a society problem. Like I get it, it's wrong. People shouldn't do it, and I, I'm not condoning that whatsoever. But I have got a massive issue with performance cheats yeah. performance cheats in, in, in rugby league um, I think that's where a problem lies I don't think there's a, a problem in what's the difference then um, well performance cheats is you're defrauding your teammates the spectators by enhancing your performance through chemicals through Steroids, through cheating well cheating with substances that make you stronger faster quicker more alert more. Yeah, I mean, morally what's the difference uh, morally the difference is that one improves your performance and the others don't. One's actually probably a symptom of your lifestyle not going so well, whereas the other is purely just a means of cheating. Well, this does link into the Winter Olympics because when yep. we're out there, and I've, this is something I need to get off my chest, so I'll just take a deep breath. Yeah. The, the OAR, the Olympic Athletes of Russia. There was, was there a couple of... Um, there were band, two. Band athletes. And two so far, because obviously there, there could well be more. In the in the sort of debrief, to coin a phrase of our friend Nick Bianchi, yeah. um, OAR, they did it again. So they you know they cleaned out what they thought were the rats and the mess from from Sochi and didn't let them go, but let them compete under a neutral flag. Olympic athletes of Russia, and even when we got there, a week in to competition, we had a curler banned, a Russian curler banned yeah. for using a drug which was apparently to to help with angina. As in, just to put more oxygen into your blood and whatever. It's bizarre, isn't it? You, of all the sports curling. to cheat. Well, curling, you could maybe say beta blockers. Beta blockers are banned in snooker, aren't they? Yeah, they they, they chill you out and maybe darts. So there may be an argument that darts players would be you know, using beta blockers. But for curling... Yeah, what's the rationale behind that? How, how could that Have you ever how pushed and why? one of the curling stones... I pushed one of them. Yeah, you don't you need know. a lot of force to you send don't. down the old track. No, I, was just, I mean, that was my question, but, uh, really. But I mean, it's just the whole kind of... For the whole ethics behind that and the whole thought process of, oh, I'm going to go to the Winter Olympics. If if you medal immediately, the three medalists, even though it's not a real word, get tested straight yeah. away. Gold, silver, bronze, straight away. You're in the testing room. So if you think if you, you thought you had any chance, you must have just thought, like, oh, do you know what? But they won, he won bronze. But these get these these guys come from a system where cheating is just the norm, and 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 I think when cheating is becomes normalised, and and. You know, where drugs in sport become normalised, and that's a linking a bit back to what we're saying about Zach and Tony Gijo. It's, it's, it's difficult to go back the other way. Once you've normalised it and people are getting away, not getting away with it, but there's, there's a lot of mitigating circumstances and we, people get off and blah, blah, blah. I think it's hard to go back the other way. And I, I, look, there's there's numerous reasons why people cheat. And look, my, like my wife was an, an ex Olympian, she's been handed a European medal. Two years after, because yeah. of a band, somebody banned in a race, things like that. It, sport is pure; it's a competition, and it should be pure. And I, I hate the fact of thinking, and, and without doubt, Flash, is this that you? To, would you agree with this that there are there are drugs cheats in 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 rugby league, aren't there? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd say so, or you know so. We well, don't, oh, don't know. So. You can't give but, names. You don't know who it is. Know, but, not but, only your names, but I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, there um, is, yeah. Well, no, statistically there is because I get through the UK anti-doping list of people who get banned and the majority of people who get banned on that are amateur rugby union players and rugby league players. So you think? do you think something like cocaine is rife with rugby league? No. 
No, I don't think so. I think it's that's rife a, within society. I think it is. I, I'd imagine yeah. that just going have a knock-on effect yeah. to some areas of the sport in say. terms of the, the the playing rosters of certain. Yeah. certain we'll clubs just try and have a wee in a toilet in a bar or a club in in in, in the country. It's hard. It's hard work, isn't it? Well, because all these cocaine addicts around us. Well, there's just there's just all sorts going on. Um, but uh, that is interesting what you just said a minute ago because when you talk about ethics and you talk about people's opinion uh, towards cheats there's not the word for them is there cheats and, no. and I'm talking about performance enhancing ones yeah. Um, yeah that is very hard to. it's pretty harder to wash off your shoes isn't it than, than recreational drugs is, and, yeah. and going back to the Winter Olympic thing with the Russians Yeah. I, I genuinely felt I couldn't take them seriously when I was interviewing them even if they were yeah. even if they and, and I'm, I need to be careful what I say but even if they were still under the Olympic um, flag you know yeah. Olympic athletes of Russia yeah. When when within a week we've got two guys banned, um, it just makes a mockery. That's systemic of the system in Russia. But I, then how can you I, how I've, can they have any credibility? No, well, that's the problem. Is if you someone in your organisation cheats, and 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 somebody gets uh, pulled up for a big sort of doping offence, not like I said, social drugs. I think we've got a responsibility and duty of care to make sure those people are okay and look after them. It's illegal what they've done. Don't get me wrong, but there's a bigger sort of mental healthy sort of discussion going on. Whereas if you get somebody or a couple of people in your squad, say for example in Salford, yeah. a couple of Salford players came out and they've been bang at it, cheating, growth hormone, steroids, all of it, that how does that, how does that your, go down within a squad then? It paints your brand in, in a dim light, it doesn't go it? Down well. It wouldn't go down how, well. Would it be brought up, would it be mentioned? Yeah, if yeah in my absolutely. Caught taking, well, performance enhancing drugs, it, the lads wouldn't take, but if they, if they, just like in any, in many other sports, you know, um, other athletes, Tyson Gay, name another ten sprinters who competed in Olympic finals. Well, Do I think there's certain sports in there where it is just it, it's it's the direct correlation between athletic ability and strength and power and the end result. That's why there's so many people do it. In but but I want to know how specific like, sports. Say, like. say it's, I don't know if it's happened to you guys, but say people have been been caught and they've and they've served their their sentence. Yeah. So they're they're not in, in the eyes of, you know, everyone looking at that, they're no longer guilty. They've they've paid their punishment. Oh, yeah. How does that go down within a squad? Is it sort of mentioned as well, a jokey way or what? Or is it? Yeah, I think I think you get the benefit of doubt, and I think forgiveness is really important <laughs> in life. It's a really important thing, and I think you need to give people benefit of doubt, but but they can't betray that trust twice, can they? So people so who two strikes, you're out. Yeah, I, I think and. Like I said, I think we, we've got to be really careful as a game to separate out the social issue and the performance issue. The performance issue should be more. I'd I would, I'd want serious bans, if not first strike, four year ban, second strike. You'll so, never so play professionally hy again. Hypothetically, Mark Zach Hardacre. Hopefully, this doesn't happen. But you know, in a year's time, comes out and oh look, he's been caught again. That's that's that should be no more chances. Second chance, fine. Any more. Um. I don't, no, I shouldn't get get a second chance after if he's gets caught again after this this uh, this time. Um, I think it's just silly on his behalf. I wouldn't look down like John said. I wouldn't look as badly on it as if it was performance enhancing drugs. But I, I think it's probably more of a problem that he's got if if that was the case. Um, and I think it's probably like we said a society problem rather than. Um, an individual, and and if if it was like we, you said, John, we don't know the ins and outs and the details of it, and we don't want to go into the speculative areas. But say he's cleared, would other teams be crazy not to sign him? Yeah, he's a great. Well, player. in business business sense, look, right, you're getting an international fullback who was Man of Steel nominated last year, top three players in Super League, has become available in the transfer market. And you'll get him at a reduced price just because of the negativity attached to him. Will he, will he That's business. But I, I think on that, what kind of look does it give um, from from Wigan? People if forget a young, young fullback coming through, who's probably next in line behind Sam Tompkins or Morgan Escarit to, to take that spot. I think I, what's what, what I think people what forget. What kind of precedent I think, does it set as a club that you're going to give yeah. someone an opportunity who's who's done something wrong, and you've got a young kid there who might be squeaky clean who's just waiting for his opportunity? It does. I, 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 I think I, that's I why. Whether, that's why there's got to be a punishment, yeah. aren't there? If there's no punishment, then you know it's just I think it's, it's madness, really. Will he become a pantomime villain character? Will he become a no? Sort of I just, the sport target? rugby league gives people chances, mate. You know, there's people bombing around who've, who've been banned before, and you know people people get another chance in rugby league. It's a fact, and, and they get another club. 
you can you know like you said it's not it doesn't tarnish his reputation where he, he's not clubs are ruthless it, in terms of a business decision clubs could could take him and, and try and get the best out of him somebody might just see this as a personality flaw and a coach might go well I want him on board I can get the best out of this guy and and good luck to them it's it's the other cheats cheats that I, I really just yeah, can't so, tolerate yeah. I cannot tolerate it if you do that you are really just pissing on the purity of Piss sport again. Had it again. pissing on the purity of sport this pure thing that I love, that you love, that we all love, this competition that you view and you think that is pure. When when two swimmers jump off the blocks and they swim and touch the wall, that's pure. When a, when a rugby league ball gets kicked off and we run down and biff each other, that's pure. And when it's polluted by people who cheat, cut corners... I just I think it's sick really I think it's a mad it's mad mindset it? yeah. it is a weird one though but to play devil's advocate because you're you're cheating to improve your performance you're cheating to be better to be alright not a better person well then we should be like the NFL way it's just like a bit of a joke innit you get like oh, he's, he's got a month ban yeah. he's just been done for steroids just give him a month ban he'll be imagine back imagine the size of my leg if I get on steroids. imagine the legal case on John Wilkins hands from the Chiefs at the NFL after hearing that comment yeah. Mm, I'm sure they're not listening to whippets and flat caps. Please, somebody tweet them. Please subscribe and download if you are an NFL owner. Um, Let's talk about, because I said this five weeks ago, Friday, the 2nd of March. D-Day. Justice. Karma. (laughs) It's Saints against Salford. This is what we talked about at the beginning. So... Let's say you are on the team, Mark. Huge, huge <laughs> if. But I mean, if you do, can we just pretend? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretend. We'll do two takes. We'll do one where he's in and one yeah, where he's yeah, out. Start and we'll choose which Mark one. gets in the team. Uh, which is <laughs> oh, unlikely. well done, Mark. You're back. Yeah. yeah oh, is. welcome back. Where have you been? I had a stomach bug. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> you're in the team. Yeah. I'm in the team. Like, you, in the he, team. Has he got to the game yet? Or no, no, no. no he's no, in the, so, in the right. sort of penciled team at the beginning. Then yeah, he's not yeah. in the team. No, no. You're got in the team. It. You're back oh, in the team. <laughs> he gets put another. He's in. He's in the team, and then he gets another stomach bug, and he's not in the team. No, no. You're you're in the I'm team. In the team. Friday, second of March, Langtree Park. Everyone's there. What is it? Everyone. Is, <laughs> are you going to be there? <laughs> that would be, be weird if everybody was there, wouldn't it? What is that like? I know you played against your team before, but you, as you keep mentioning, you know you won the you won the grand final playing scrum half. We all know that for for St Helens, that was the great was the greatest day of your life slash definitely career. Well, the greatest day of my life was getting married last December to my yeah. beautiful wife. Edit so that out. But in a professional sense, yeah, it was it was a special night for us, um, for me and my family, and, and for all the lads at Saints. John's been lucky enough to win a, a fair few trophies and, and play for his country. So, but that was a great. That was that was. I think you're playing that down. That was that's what you dreamt of whenever you were a little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it you was. Know, that yeah, was your, that was your big moment. I used to go and watch the grand final at Old Trafford a few kid times and, and dreams a kid about playing there and. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool to, to do it. And so going back, what you're when you go back, you must have emotions because you played on that pitch so much. You play with those players a lot. Of them yeah, still. And I've, I've still got a lot of friends at, at, at Saints. Um, I often bump into the lads, and and it's like we've we've never left. And it's I've got a lot of friends in the coaching staff and who work at the club, and um, it's a club that's very close to my heart. And, and you didn't want to leave, did you? At the time, no, I didn't. Um, there wasn't an opportunity to stay, and Kieran Cunningham at the time wanted to bring his own players in, and and I was a bit out of favour. Um, which was tough at the time, but you know I've, I've enjoyed my last few years at Salford. And yeah, I'd, I'd say this as well. Is can't Mark can't say it, but Salford are a better team when Mark's in it for a couple of reasons. One is I've watched a lot of Salford play this year. I think they're playing very direct at the moment, um, really physical sort of game, and that's what we're, we'll be expecting off them. That we'll be expecting a big physical encounter with Salford, and that they'll they'll rip into us and try and maybe disrupt us and, and be aggressive. And but Mark's subtlety of his play brings. A different side of Salford out, and they're probably more threatening when Mark's in the team. And that you know, you can't say it because it's just not for him to say. Um, he is nodding, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think there are, there's some good players playing in that side anyway. In, who, are the, in who are the position. big threats then in that Salford team for you? I mean, who, well, who will be talked about? Who will Holbrook have well, on a whiteboard? Well, well, look, I don't know. If Justin's going to put on our if we get a tip sheet, which is just you know a little list of things and people to watch out for during the game, and we do clips of that. But we haven't got to that stage yet this this week. Yeah, but you have. We have. 
We haven't. You haven't previewed Salford yet. We've no, we've previewed you, but we haven't got a tip sheet. Uh, what's the such. tip going? What sort of tip? A tip sheet is just don't like get trouble for tipping so people off. Last tips year. and cues and traits of a certain team, and what you'll do is you'll you'll condense that down into maybe a side of A4. So on that, you'll go well. What's their style of play? And like an over over overlining sort of statement about what what they're like, how they've been playing. Then you, you'll go through every game for every, every game. You'll, you'll practice scenarios that that the opposition team will, will throw at you. Yeah. For, the, for the for the game at the weekend. Yeah. yeah. So so you get your reserve team maybe to run similar plays and shapes to what Salford will run, and then you know that's how you practice. And then the, this tip sheet forms the basis of your game plan. Really, it's got all of the clues and tips and tricks that are going to help you get the better of the opposition. Who put, so who would put that together, the, the video The team? coaches, yeah. So it's a, an analyst uh, would put the clips together to support the tip sheet. The tip sheet is goes alongside a series of clips. So we'll watch maybe two hours worth of footage this, this week bleeding two into hours. the game. Yeah, it's split up over. Yeah, four or five do, sessions. Do they go back over what sort of like the last three games or something? Or how far yeah, well, they'll just pick sort of common traits that they've seen happening. You know, uh, let me think. For example, Huddersfield, where we played last week, um, Danny Bruff, their halfback, gets the ball and goes really lateral with it, uh, and he pretends to show people as though they're going back under, turning them under, and then. But anyway, we we watch Danny do this, and then we'll practice against that sort of similar style of play and you're looking for little cues Jermaine McGilvery was a really strong ball carrier so we did a lot of analysis on him for this week look without look, it goes without saying I think Junior Sow is a threat we've we've seen a bit of footage or I've watched a little bit of footage on a couple of guys Josh Jones actually is playing, playing well, playing well yeah yeah um aside aside from that yeah we, we the big boys in in the middle of when they want have been quite direct so we'll be looking at them but like I said we'll get, we get our tip sheets the day before the morning the, the day before the game oh, what, so you got a tip sheet um, we'll get that the day before the game but we've done a bit of analysis on, on Saints this week and do they I, tap into you do they say like yeah, we'll, we'll, what's Wilkin going to be planning no we'll, what we'll do in, uh, on, a, on a Monday and Tuesday we'll uh, we'll have a defensive day and an attacking day so we'll um, if it's a defensive day we'll, we'll have a look at what, what Saints are probably going to throw at us and we'll all sit around watch it and we'll throw ideas around and and make observations as a team and, and then we'll go out onto the field and, and practice those scenarios and, and then we'll do the same for, for attack and, and see where there might be chinks in the armour and uh, where we can exploit Saints, Saints defence. Um, I love watching video, you know, before a game but you can't help but think when you're watching it that some people in the room have just got sort of lift music playing in their head. You know, they're not genuinely... <laughs> I on this podcast, aren't I? Wallpaper. Background. Yeah, nicely wallpaper. in the background. Pretty wallpaper. Yeah. Very pretty. Uh, do you get wallpaper on a lift? You uh, could do. You should do. You don't, Usually mirrors. You don't. You should do. I like mirrors. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, let's just put that to to JB who told us what a linchpin was. Do you get wallpaper in a lift? Uh, <clears throat> I nipped up before to check what a linchpin was on Google. I was wrong. It was <laughs> a pin in, 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 in the middle of something. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 so, you, so, so I was right. right. <laughs> I, don't, I do. I do not like mirrors when they've got one on the front and one on the back because you can see the reflection. Yeah, I know. I, see, I really like those. Mm. But yeah, I can you couldn't you have like a kinky bedroom yeah, roof mirror could you no no we don't no Promise. Matt Flanagan what is it like for you then we touched on it earlier but I going back to St Helens if it was me which it would, would never be because I never played rugby professionally probably should have done didn't what is that like going back for you you, you must what you must be trying to impress I, I just don't I can't buy into the fact that you wouldn't be like more than in any other game. Yeah, you probably always got a point to prove, I'd say, and the longer the time goes on, that'll probably uh, reduce a little bit. But certainly, the first time I went back to Saints, I wanted to prove a point to to those that that probably didn't want to sign me or didn't have me in the plans for the for the squad for that season. Um, but yeah, it's it's an enjoyment as well. I like getting stuck into John on the field and um, playing against my old mates. And um, do you like getting stuck into him? Yeah, really? it's, it's quite easy. You've no, you no problems in really hitting him hard. Really hard. Mm. Do, you, do you like that? No, I, well, I've never actually tackled John, I don't think. We've held hands had. walking out the tunnel, which was nice. You never never tackled each other? In the, you played about four no, games against him, each other. He tackled me and then he kissed me on the cheek as he got up. In the middle of the game? True story, yeah. yeah. So, but would Because you're very, weird. very, very good friends. Mm-hmm. So would you not have any? Would you have any qualms about smashing oh, it's John? professional, isn't it? Yeah, but it's you, like brothers. Like If your two brothers are always wrestling and against each other, but surely there are times where you know you're going in extra hard on someone. 
you know, like giving everything. Are you trying to make this innuendo based? I feel like you are. I think I feel like you are, Will. Just with your hand. People who can't see. Tackle hard from behind. Real hard. But do you know what I mean? Would you not try, you know, would you, or or if it's a side like, oh, it's my mate, I can't go that. No. Can't be naughty. I don't think you can, like, rugby league for me is 100% or none. Like, you can't. Can't go half no, between. in training that's why it's so hard because it's very difficult. You're either trying or you're not, and, and when you try, it, you know it's full on. You just can't do anything else other than that. If Flash runs at me, I've got to hit him. I can't hit him. I'll try. But do you notice where each other are on the pitch? Is it, no. it must have extra significance because you know. No, each other because so then you're off the game, then aren't you? You're not no, doing no. what you're supposed to do. I mean, like if I, if we are running a play and I see Flash in, with the water carrier shirt on run past, I'll might you know I'll acknowledge him. <laughs> But you might, but, but you know, you 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 John take it far less serious than Mark. No, not less serious in sense. It says you you, you might just say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you might mention his ball patch, or you might mention something during the middle. Yeah, of the no, game. you've got a different approach yeah, just, to the game in terms. Of you're a bit more lighthearted, and but you're still as you're probably yeah. the most competitive person I've played. Yeah, yeah, with I'm, or against. I'm, I, yeah. People hide how they feel in lots of ways. I get nervous before games. I probably hide that by being relaxed and trying to be chilled. If I get too intense about games, I, I'm. Um, it's not a good performance environment for me yeah. to be like growling in the mirror and like come on like let's kill people that's what I'd need you see to get I'm, I'm yeah. the opposite I, I have to you kind like of visualise performance and kind of mentally get myself up for it so I'm, but I play better when I'm like that when I'm nervous and I'm on edge and I'm psyching myself up banging my head against a wall so who so who in that Saints team is going to cause you problems who, who will be highlighted on the tip sheet Um through the middle, they've got, they've got a really good pack. I think Alex Worms is the hardest guy to tackle in, in the league. He's in the whole league. Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd say so. He's really he's big and strong, and he's he's awkward. He gets them on the front foot really well. Uh, James Robb is playing as good a rugby as I've seen him throughout his career. Um, and then good captain as well, isn't he? Great captain, one of the best I've had in yeah. a long time. Really uh, up their game with the captain. And then the left <laughs> edge is, is dangerous. Mark Percival's probably one of the best centres in the game. He's he's been on fine form and. Yeah, Ben Barber at the full, at full back. They've got a great team, and it's going to be a, a, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to oh, no, be a really, so well. really tough game. Real yeah. tough game. Tough, We're looking tough, forward tough. to it, and uh, we can't wait. Okay. Till but it's next. not the business end of the season because that's when the trophy. We take every each game as it comes, and um, yeah. So there is a chance that you that you'll be in this team, <laughs> and <laughs> no, small no, chance. A small, a small chance. You won't be holding hands when you come out the tunnel, and that made a lot of headlines, didn't it? Yeah, we were, when I played at Saints last last year, I was captain for Salford and John was captain for Saints, and they were the days. They were the good days. Yeah, when I could get a the game. Days. And as we were walking out onto the pitch, John decided to hold my hand, and he held it really tight so I couldn't get away. And I think it was the first time in rugby league history that two captains have held hands walking onto the field. Mm. And I encourage it. Let's have more of that. Should we do that if I'm playing? Or the water carrier? Could mm. I have to stand at the what back. Boy. <laughs> stand right at the back. What a boy! But yeah, it's going to be a big game, I think, for both teams, really. We started well. Salford have just maybe started to turn a corner and, and maybe a couple of more promising performances. Fixture of the round, though, for me, is Witness and Wigan. Yeah. Because Witness, like I said, have started amazingly well, done done some great stuff, uh, got a big scalp uh, last week against Leeds. Actually, all the teams that came back from the World Club Series lost. Yeah. So that that's, you know, we talked a bit last week about the World Club Series and the club game and the international club game and how important that might be. Well, look, the, all the three sides who came back from it lost in Super League and that's, yeah, is an issue going forward. But, but Witness beat Leeds... Um, witness going to play Wigan full of confidence, but um, I think that that'll be a, be a, a big fixture. That one. It is time for the bin. What from the world of rugby league would you like to put in the sin bin this week, John Wilkin? Yeah, I'm, I've. You can still put Nigel Woods trousers in. <laughs> there, I thought they, I thought you put them in already. <laughs> I don't put anything in the bin. Let me think. Okay. Matt, <laughs> I should have probably prepared Matt for Fanning this. Has got one. Um, <laughs> When I watch the games on TV, I hate the self-promotion of our game and commentators and, and alike saying that it's the greatest game of all. Uh, I cringe. Right. And I think it's it's embarrassing, I think, that you have to project that you're the greatest game. Let people make their own minds up. I, it's my favourite sport by, by a man, right. but I think to say that we are the greatest game in the world is a... Surely they're just trying to big up a... Yeah, well, let people make their own mind up. 
So what? So oh, it, it might be the greatest game well, in the world. Make your own mind up. Doesn't have quite the same. Do, catch do you ever it. catch football commentators saying this is the best game in the world? This is really Yeah. Well, just don't say anything. Let people make their own minds up. Explain what's going on. I think it just sounds a bit desperate. And sometimes you should call a spade a spade as well. I think people see through that when it's not a great game. So when you're trying to polish a turd, you know, like a sulphur game, something, and you're trying to make it sound great, yeah, you look. It's hard work, but we we try our best to. to one thing for me that shows up sometimes the bad games in rugby league is the magic weekend where you've got all the fixtures in one place at one time yeah. now we only get the privilege of maybe watching one or two maybe three on TV and they're usually handpicked because they're going to be close or good games aren't they and blah 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 well when you start exposing the full fixture list there's some stinkers out there and it's not the greatest game but it's a, it's a, it, it's a great product OK have you got your rugby league room 101 of the week Um I think I'm going to put sponsored rugby league cars into uh, the sim bin. Like the one Mark's got? You know, because oh. Mark doesn't have stickers. There's he should have had stickers, but the, he took them off. There's no, I didn't. I was never given stickers. I don't know many the deal people... deal was you were supposed to put the stickers on your car. Okay, carry on, John. Yeah. Uh, yeah heavily <laughs> stickered rugby league cars. Uh, explain. Um, well... I've, dro- I've driven one, a Saab 9.3. With your name on it? With my name on it. That's embarrassing. Yeah, and it attracts all sorts, especially when you're a dick like me, you know, it attracts all sorts of negative attention. Yeah. And motorway driving, especially in traffic, can become a painful affair. Parking, <laughs> I used to reverse in, so people couldn't read the badge. I didn't know the badge. Even, I think Surely it said... people draw on the side in traffic. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it said, on kin by the end of it I'd peeled <laughs> off the letters that were uh, great South Korean player <laughs> on kin <laughs> but yeah I think that it, it's quite archaic that we've still got like Terry the Butcher sponsors a G Reg Granada for Michael Korkidis you know what I mean <laughs> stuff like that it so what you're saying is me... you'd, you'd prefer to pay for your own car than have stickers and drive around oh look at me I've got a <laughs> really nice car I don't know but I, I just want sponsored cars to go in the bin I, I, I'm not complaining or worried about anybody else it's just my personal but just sponsored preference. cars anything else that they sponsor and the people you who are in the money from that's fine the people who are so in you them don't get well. embarrassed driving around in a car with your name on it no I, I, I do I would be embarrassed because to be a really mediocre regional sports person with your name on your car makes sense when you're in St. Helens Town Centre you know going buying your groceries but when you go into Cheshire where you now live when, you, when, you, when you're into deepest darkest Cheshire maybe in Manchester, central Manchester in a swanky pad mm. Mm. those stickers now Who don't look that? right it looks wrong <laughs> Right, uh, just before we, we, but before we finish, actually, we had... Um, any, yeah, any other business we can call that, can we? Yeah, because yeah. we're allowed to so maybe direct up. as well. Any it's other not, business? It's not your show, Will. Yeah. Uh, we actually had sleeve tattoos, uh, John put in okay. uh, the sim bin. A lot of people in rugby league have sleeve tattoos. Everybody. Everybody, sorry. Now, I, f- I think the listeners should should have a bit of an insight into your tattoo, tattoo history. And what do we do one a talk? week? I'll, I'll start No, 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 just... just I don't want to go through, don't go through them all, so it'll be here forever. And we're trying to wrap things up. so Well, I've got um, unfortunately I've got Oasis down my left leg Oasis <laughs> <laughs> like the drink so good. it's in that the font as well which album font is it uh, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants <laughs> one of the, it's one the of worst the albums one of the more that's why albums. that's why I love it you've got Oasis I probably went with that just to be dip, you know like oh yeah not not your what's your story what's your story what's the story <laughs> what's your story? not even a fan <laughs> and where have, you, where have you got it <laughs> What's down my left down leg? Listen, down, down your left quad. Down my left uh, sort of IT band. You've got Oasis in the front of in the, what, fo- in the uh, front of Stadium Stand- Shoulder Giants with Gas Panic, uh, Little James, um, <laughs> in the bushes. Can we say that? You've said it. Probably. Yeah. Like actually, Oasis. I think on the, on the album it's effing in the bushes. Effing. Uh, effing in the bushes. That sounds Good even song. more sinister. <laughs> yeah. What are you and doing in the bushes? I'm just effing in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great album. Actually, when I was in South Korea, someone was listening to it in. The girl which brought back the you idea that I have a tattoo? tattoo on my leg. No, although I have always wanted to show Noel and Liam. Mm. Yeah, do you reckon that's sad? Thirty-four year old. Sure. Or should I just get it sure covered up? That. Should yeah. I get it covered up? Watch. Do like when Alan Partridge's superfan has a, a tattoo of his face on his back? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know we're still recording, so I guess we should wrap things up. And just before we go, John, do you want to just check if Sharon Stone did message back? 
She did. She's out. She's underwear shopping. She couldn't make it. <laughs> she's, she's underwear shopping with Ralph Rimmer. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither of them can make it tonight. Uh, Ralph, if you'd like to just reply to John's messages, that'd be great. And <laughs> we'll speak to you, wonderful little human beings, next week. Don't forget to download the podcast from iTunes, Podbean, or your podcast provider. Leave a review. Don't insult us. Insult Mark. That's fine. And follow us on Twitter at WhippetsRL. Quite a Meeting adjourned. Can we not have those sound bites in? Yeah, we should. We should. He needs to up his game. So we want lots of. Oh, look at me! Look at me! I'm the new boss. Pathetic. In between, sound bites, sexy sound bites. That's what we want, JB. Sexy sound bites in between. Got access to the kids, but they don't want to see me. In between, <laughs> M62, and just move on. <laughs> M60. <laughs> Sonia, Pathetic. let's be appalling. <laughs> Sonia, Sonia, let's be appalling. He's a sex people, then. <laughs> oh, you get the idea. That, um, <laughs> yeah, where uh, is is it? Sonia is is Eastern one? European. Yeah. yeah. So when he's in the car, where, where she puts a beard on in the car. <laughs> oh, I used to have Pocket Allen on my phone, but iOS 11, they uh, they stopped it. Oh, just I had that. You know, just in the middle of the office, you could press someone and be like, Dracon, I can Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're done. Lovely. Done and dusted.